Hello everybody, and welcome back to Stones and Bones. In this podcast, we'll continue our discussion on how coprolite helps scientists, and also talk about each animal's certain coprolite. First of all, coprolites can help scientists figure out if they were social animals, if they traveled in a herd, if they were independent animals, or if they were animals that were with their family and always kind of walking around and helping their children. And what I mean by a family animal is that they help bring food to their younglings. They help their wife walk around and collect food with them. And really just, they weren't alone. They had someone else with them. For example, if there was an occasional big gathering of coprolites everywhere, and yet it goes away sometimes, we know that that animal met up and gathered together. If there were really never any coprolites that were together, we know that they are pretty independent and they didn't rely on other animals. Yet, if the coprolites were some like always around each other, then we know that they traveled in a pack. And lastly, if there were occasional small groups of coprolites together, then we know that they took care of their family and that they stuck together. However, for the last one, you could potentially just figure it out by the coprolites, but there are other methods in addition to the coprolites that, that could help you with that, and they might be a bit more efficient. Now on to the next subject. One of the most popular coprolites are turtle coprolites. These turtle coprolites have provided valuable information about turtles, such as their predation and the diet of those extinct animals. These turtle coprolites are only a couple million years old. They certainly aren't really old, but they're really not recent either. Another type of popular coprolite is an alligator coprolite. A fun fact about the alligator coprolite is that 1 in 36 alligator coprolites were collected on the banks of the Black River in 1971. That's really a lot of coprolite, considering that there are probably hundreds of thousands of alligator coprolites that are sold every year, and there are even more being collected every year. So really, in 1971, on the banks of the Black River, there were a lot of coprolite collected there. The last piece of coprolite that's found the most is dinosaur coprolite. This is probably the coprolite that the most people want, Because if I'm being honest, when you hear of fossil turtles, it's like, eh. But when you hear of a fossil dinosaur, you get all excited and everything. Really, the only reason for this is because the big movies that surrounded dinosaurs. If there were big movies that surrounded fossil turtles, I mean, people get excited about fossil turtles too. But there just aren't any movies that make fossil turtles look big and scary. But there are probably, probably hundreds of movies out there that make fossil dinosaurs look all big and bad. Anyways, an interesting fact about dinosaur coprolites are that the meat-eating dinosaurs had much better coprolite than the plant-eating dinosaurs because of the minerals that the meat-eating dinosaurs had, rather than the plant-eating dinosaurs. The plant-eating dinosaurs still had coprolite, but it was just much lower quality and didn't provide as better information as the meat-eating coprolites. Well, that'll be all for today's podcast during Coprolite Week. Thanks for tuning in. And in the next one, we'll talk about the certain contributions of the carp light to the specific animals.